are listening to the Lash J Radio Network. To you live from Paragon 7 Studios in downtown Nashville, Tennessee. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. I have some special guests that have come in to, to chat with me, chop it up with me for an hour, and I'm and I'm really honored and privileged. I've been doing now recently, I've been doing a series of, of various healthcare-based mental health, physical health, different different campaigns. And we, we try to have we try to get CEOs and, and healthcare leaders from, from around the country, particularly here in Nashville, especially if you're listening on WVOL, to come in and and talk to to us. And and we had a chance to get connected to, to these two gentlemen from Operation Song. And it's it's really an honor and, and a privilege uh, to to have Operation Song is a program. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Operation Song is a program that is focused on veterans and uh, people that have given everything for for our country and given everything in, in service. People come home and, and have various issues that they're dealing with. Obviously, um, um, if you've been in combat or, or, or even if you haven't been in combat, just things that you've seen in, in service to our country and come home. And Operation Song is very unique. And I think here in the Music City, Jason Rose, my guy down at Here Health, has been on the show and is a contributor to to the program. The Music City to use music to to work with veterans, it just seems right to to have Operation Song and have people here located in Nashville. So I have two gentlemen um, from Operation Song, Robert Regan and Mike Beyer, that are in uh, today to to hang out with us. And they're going to talk about their experiences and the genesis of the program, and, and once again, you know, shout out to you, Jason, for for getting me in touch with these gentlemen. Jason has some some fantastic programs that he's involved in in social determinants of health space, and I'm very much involved in the, in the social determinants of health space. And this is this is such a brilliant idea and concept. And I want to give these two gentlemen a chance to share on on my platform some of the things that, that they're doing. So I wanted to welcome you both and, and thank you for coming in and taking some time to, to chat with me. And um, just just thank you for what you've done. Um, I know, Robert, you're not a veteran, I believe. And, and Mike, I know that you are a veteran. So thank you for your service. But Robert, thank you for putting for putting this together and be a part of this program and contributing because it's it's an amazing program. And, and I want to give these two gentlemen a chance to speak on it. So So thanks for coming out. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate yeah, ha- it. Happy to be here. Absolutely. So tell me to start, tell me about the genesis of the program. What is Operation Song? I hope I didn't give too much of it away, but what is Operation Song? What do you do? Who do you target? Where where are you located around the country? Uh, tell us tell us some stories about how this how this great program was developed and has expanded and, and, and experienced growth. Uh, all right. Well, I'll start. This is uh, 
call me Robert, but I've been called many things, but, mo- right. mo- but mostly Bob. All right, so Bob we'll, is fine. We'll go by that. We'll go with Bob. My, my, my banker knows me as Robert. Uh, <laughs> uh, so just to, to start off, Operation Song's mission statement, this is the broadest of broad strokes, uh, Operation Song's mission is to empower veterans, active duty military, and their families right. to tell their stories through the process of songwriting. Mm. And um, basically what, what that actually entails is we pair any veteran, any active duty military or their family members, uh, we pair them with a professional songwriter. All right. Or if, if not a professional, a highly accomplished songwriter. Um, plenty of those in Nashville. Plenty of those in Nashville. And um, so and over the course of our eight and a half years, we've written, uh, I've, we've just uh, passed the 1,000 song mark with veterans of World War II. Korea, Vietnam, Iraq, Afghanistan, mm-hmm. Somalia, uh, with their mothers, parents of uh, Gold Star families, uh, their spouses, uh, their children. And uh, it's been uh, remarkably effective. So with the concept of songwriting, what what made, give you a little bit more detail, what about the genesis? So who who decided and said, hey, there are people that I know or, or people that I cohort with that, that are veterans and we're all looking to heal from from time in combat, time served. We're going to use songwriting as a technique to support and bolster the mental health of of individuals who who have served and, and given everything for our country. Well, I'll go ahead and field this one. Um, this is Bob again. Uh, so the genesis of this was, and I'll back up a little bit further. Uh, I was a professional songwriter in Nashville, right. so I've been I've been in the music business my whole life. I was a uh, Musician, club musician. You're a country guy, a jazz guy. You, you well, seem like you got a lot of soul to you. you seem like you I have a lot. I've, I've stayed in a few lanes. I've seen a little bit of blues and jazz, too, in addition to country. Yes, I was actually at a record deal as, as, as an alleged pop artist in L.A. Right. on CBS Curb Records. Oh, wow. Just long enough to, for the discipline of the marketplace to reveal to me that I was not an artist. All right. <laughs> uh, you got into writing. <clears throat> So I figured my writing was my strong suit, so that's what led me to Nashville. Well, the writers make all the money anyway, the people that, that oh, own, really? the, own the material. That's, I mean, that's what I hear. I mean, I'm in the industry as well. I'm on the hip-hop side. I know that the writers get, get quite a bit of the, well, the if, take if, on the hip-hop side. If you're writing hits, uh, that, that's good, but the, the only thing with, with being a songwriter is you can't sell a ball cap or a beer cozy or, uh, a, or a concert ticket. Uh, so there's a lot true. of money that's there. That's a good point. If, if licensed legal uses of our songs, we get money. Right. And, uh, but anyway, that's we could do a three shows. I'm on, sure. On the music <laughs> right, I'm sure. And people here would so, love to hear that. So anyway, so how did Operation Song start? Uh, back in the uh, mid 2000s, myself and about five other songwriters um, put together a, a songwriter band, and we each played you know different instruments, and we played each other's hits. And Armed Forces Entertainment asked us if we would uh, go out and do some tours oh, on wow. military bases. Um, so we started and we did first Western Europe. Like USO type stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. USO is, they, they do tours. The Armed Forces Entertainment is actually under the Defense Department. All right. So, and, but they do essentially the same thing, except with the USO tours, you got a little more flexibility. A- AFE, there are no, no beer drinking on stage. Let's, oh, let's put oh. it that way. <laughs> that's that's anyway. definitely a downer. Yeah. <clears throat> so we ended up traveling. Uh, Africa, the, the Middle East, uh, Kosovo, oh, wow. um, Japan, and every time we would go to these different uh, military bases, you know, the, the servicemen and women would come up and want to talk about, you know, what we're doing and mm-hmm. say, man, I got a guitar under the bed, I wish I played, or 
And then a lot of people would say, God, I'd love to write a song, but I could never write a song. So my thought was, well, man, songwriters are natural-born storytellers, and let's see what happens if we pair these servicemen and women. That, that was my first thought uh, with the songwriters and see what happens. What I wanted to do was on these Armed Forces Entertainment Tours, stay over for two more days and hang a sign out on a little tent or a Connex or whatever and say, the songwriter is in. Come and tell us your stories. Mm. And that might still happen, by the way. I'm working with AFE to maybe make that happen. But just fast forward, uh, I came back home <clears throat> and uh, reached out to a few people. And uh, the VA down in Murfreesboro, for those of you who don't know, there's a very large VA facility down in Murfreesboro, the okay. Alvin, Alvin C. York. And uh, they said, let's give it a try. Mm. So we just I started going down there once a week. And uh, any veteran that wanted to come and sit around the table and tell their stories uh, wow. showed up. And uh, it was very effective. The veterans loved it. The VA loved it. Um, and it just kind of went from there. I, then I went up to Fort Campbell. Then it just kind of snowballed and, and rolled. Wow. That's, uh, I mean, I just think that that's so phenomenal. Mike, tell us, tell us a little bit about your, your background and how you got involved in this particular project. Yeah, sure. Um, man, I'm a, I'm a retired Army First Sergeant. I did uh, 21 years. And um, 14 of them with 101st. I'm, I'm a proud Screaming Eagle. That's my right. home. Uh, you know, just right up the road. Uh, I worked in aviation. Uh, did everything from uh, working on helicopters to being a drill sergeant to flying UAVs. Man, I had a pretty wow. extensive career, and it was a it was a great time, and I enjoyed it. Uh, when I came back from Afghanistan, I got um, I started having some some uh, physical problems, and uh, you know, make a long story short, uh, about a year and a half after Afghanistan, I got diagnosed with uh, early onset Parkinson's disease. Okay. Um, you know, nobody in my family's ever had Parkinson's disease, and so you know the doctors determined it was a. Was it now? Did they think it was based on something you were exposed to during your time in the exactly, service? Or okay, exactly. Um, um, and there's you know, and again, there's a whole other that's a whole other talk right, right there because I've you know several of my other buddies have also been diagnosed right. with it. Um, so, I mean, there's something over there, man, whether it's burn pits or, you know, whatever it is. Now, not to know. go on, a, and I've just read an article about burn pits that was on CNN. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just, the article is just a couple of days ago. It was talking about burn yeah. pits. And, I, I, and I saw that. Uh, burn, and burn unfortunately, it was, this, it was a young gentleman that's maybe in his mid-30s that had terminal cancer because yeah. of his exposure yeah. to, to burn pits and, and was kind of discussing his story now. You look very good. I wouldn't have known because Park. I have I have a couple of people in my family that are battling Parkinson's, mm. um, so I would never have known that. Um, are you being treated well, or are you doing? Is there a regiment that you do that that puts you in a better situation? Because I, I wouldn't have known that without you mentioning it. Yeah, I will tell you. There's days that go by I don't even think about it. Okay, uh, I'm very blessed in that aspect. Okay, uh, you know I will tell you uh, the VA has has been great for me. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, we hear a lot of different stories about the VA yeah. on, on this show. Well, so. it's you know the, the thing about it is you've got to you've got to take ownership of your own health. Mm, that's so you true. You can't let somebody else just right. determine what's going to happen yeah. for you. And and you know to be fair, initially, man, I, I to to be honest and not to sound uh, you know horrible about this, but I was being overdosed. Sure. Uh, you know, so once I took things into my own hands right. and determined this is what works for me, right. uh, exercise and and one hundred percent music. Man, it helped save me, man. I guarantee that. Wow. Um, so, you know, that's kind of that's kind of how um, you know through all that. You know, I say, man, thank goodness I got Parkinson's disease. Otherwise, mm. I'd never be here working with Bob wow. and Operation Song. I mean, 
you know, I'd still be in the Army. So. No, that's, man, that's a fantastic viewpoint. And I won't tell my story, but I have Lyme disease. I went through a very mm. similar experience. Um, got Lyme disease from a tick bite yeah. and was overdiagnosed and ended up on 13 different medications and went through the same thing and ultimately said, I'm not doing these medications anymore. Yeah. I'm going to have my own regiment, studied, had family that supported and helped and got off of those medications. And that's when I actually started getting healthier. Yeah. And that's how I got into radio. You know, I moved into to radio as, as something as an outlet. We all need outlets, especially when we've gone through some type of, of trauma or, or experience or, you know, some type of healthcare crisis. People need to take that negative energy and move it into something that's positive and productive. So Absolutely. I think that's a great message uh, to, to send out to people that are listening. What, what we'll do is appreciate both of these gentlemen. We're going to we're gonna cut to our first break. And we'll be back. I have I have some more questions for for the gentleman from Operation Song, and, and just looking forward uh, to learning more about this program and sharing with everybody on WVOL fourteen seventy in Nashville. That's some beautiful thing. Why don't you give it to your wife? My wife? How am I gonna give it to my wife? I ain't married. You got a girlfriend? Yeah, I got a girlfriend. Yeah. So marry her. Hey, you for real? I'm asking you to middle a diamond for me here. Now all I want from my end is eight thousand. What I'm saying to you is you should give it to somebody that don't know any better because that's a fugazi. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. James Lewis. I've never lived in a city like Phoenix where the downtown was not the center of the city. The, what's popping is out in Scottsdale. That's where everything's popping. That's where all the five-star restaurants are in Scottsdale. The best clubs in towns are in Scottsdale. The best mm. spas are in Scottsdale. If anything, they need to build the arena in Scottsdale and move everything from downtown out to Scottsdale. Yeah, they build in the then white castles a, Then you have an elite in franchise. Scottsdale. Next to them, next to them carved houses in Camelback Mountain. That's where everything is popping to me from what I've white seen castles in my two years. It's coming uh, to Scottsdale. Yeah. I will be there. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo squad. Next to, the, next to the spot, it's like $800 an hour. It don't matter. It <laughs> don't matter. I'm up, I'm up in that right. piece. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. At Industrious, we don't want anything to get between you and your great day. That's why our private offices and suites come with everything you need to safely connect with your teammates in person or over Zoom so you can make every day a great one. Go to industriousoffice.com. Enjoy a great day at Industrious on us when you book a tour at industriousoffice.com. You hear her blazing through your speakers. It's Adriana, the personality on Streets 99.3. show i'm here with bob regan and mike i got i didn't get the last buyer. name buyer yeah, i go. didn't know if it was buyer or buyers yes bob regan and mike buyer from operation song or they came in, in it 
to, to chat with me and, and really telling the story, kind of creating a, a, a panoramic view of how this fantastic organization started and um, the, the plight of, of those that, that served our country. I don't want you, Mike, to go into combat stuff because we're you're not trying to conjure up any of those things. But I do think that the audience on uh, WVOL and, you know, our syndicated partners out in Seattle and Philly and other cities that we're broadcasting, they would have some interest in what are, as from your perspective, we all have some level of PTSD from life issues, yeah. and especially with COVID and things like that. People, people are really struggling with mental health for a myriad of reasons. However, that experience is much different for our military veterans that have seen and, and experienced things that, that typical people haven't seen and experienced. What, what is it like for a veteran coming home and, and how do you, what are some of the groups beyond the VA and VFWs? How do you, how do you galvanize each other? Like who, who do you go for, uh, go to for strength and other veterans when, when you're dealing with some of those uh, traumatic issues from, from rather it's combat or, or just whatever they've gone through in, in service to our country? Yeah, well, I tell you, you know, for me, when I came back, uh, you know, I, I didn't have any kind of severe PTSD. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I had probably a good couple couple months at least. It was probably longer than that, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, where I was just very hypersensitive about everything, noises, mm-hmm. uh, you know, smells. Any, I mean, even today, you know, there's certain smells. You know, I'll smell something, and it'll just remind me of, mm-hmm. you know, Afghanistan or Iraq or certain circumstances. And, what is the tapestry like in Afghanistan and Iraq? I think that would help some people. What is it like over there? So many Americans can't really fathom. I mean, I mean, I guess if I had to compare it to something that you know Americans, uh, you know, are, are maybe used to or, or closer to home. I mean, uh, you know, Mexico right. is probably a good example. Right. Okay. Um, but it's a different, you know, it's a different culture. It's a different, uh, you know, mindset over there, and and uh, you know, it's really hard to it's really hard to wrap your head around all of it and. And look at the politics of it, and mm. and sometimes think about, man, what the hell am I doing here? Right. You know, and uh, everybody struggles with that. Um, but you know, when you come home, you know, you're at this heightened level of, you know, I don't, I don't know how to say it necessarily, but I mean, you just, you know, your your senses and everything is just peaked, and you come home, and it's it's uh, it's hard to turn that off. Mm. You know, it's hard to drive down the road and not, you know scan the road next to you looking for you know an IED or mm. looking at the driver next to you to see if he's got a gun or something I mean there's wow. just things that soldiers constantly always are always thinking about right uh, and so it's hard for a lot of guys to turn that off and some guys uh, some guys just don't do it very well man okay um, and for me the one thing I noticed about all of it is I and I don't I don't want to I don't want to you know paint veterans that still struggle with it as victims uh, but for me that's how I had to look at it I had to say man I can I can deal with this or I can be a victim for the rest of my life. Mm. You know, I can, I can deal with the fact that I'm not a soldier anymore. You know, I don't have all this responsibility. I'm not right. going to fight for my country or I can say, you know, you know, this is, this is my life now. Make something else, make that conscious decision to move forward and quit looking back. Interesting. Do you think, and we, my show is unique because for the most part, I'm politically agnostic. I'll make fun of both the far left and the far right. Sure. That yeah. When they do dumb stuff, I'll say that this dumb stuff is dumb stuff. I don't right. blue, red. I don't care. Things, some things make sense. Some things just don't 
make any common sense at all. But do you feel, I know that everything is so politicized in media these days. Do veterans feel like they're appreciated? People that have come home from Iraq, Afghanistan, do they feel like they're appreciated by, um, by citizens here in the States? Because to me, anytime I see someone at an airport with a military uniform, if I have money, I buy them a drink. If I'm at Applebee's, I buy them dinner. I just have so much appreciation um, regardless of my thoughts about how the wars have started and what the objectives are, soldiers have nothing to do with that. They're, they're serving the country. They're defending freedom. And I've talked on this show and I've been ripped. I'm a person that's very pro-police. And a lot of people, especially in my community, are not pro-police. And the reason I'm pro-police, I'm anti that percentage of people that need to not be policing because they have other issues going on. But for the most part, most of the policemen that I talk to and when I see the people that ride through my neighborhood, they're just trying to do their job and get yeah. home to their family. They're not they don't they're not thinking about any racial stuff, any political stuff. They don't care about that. They're just punching the clock. They're working to protect and serve. They're doing the best they can. They don't always make the best decisions. Everyone makes mistakes. But for the most part people are good and, and doing the best that they can. And I think the military is the same People are out defending the country, and I wouldn't be able to sit behind the mic and talk for a living if people weren't out defending the country. Do veterans feel appreciated? I think I absolutely think they do. Great, um, great, that's good. To you hear. know, and it, but it, and again, it depends on necessarily on where you're at in the country. You know, I live in I live in Clarksville, it's Fort Campbell. Right. I mean, that's you know that's 80, that's 80 percent military right. community there, retirees and everything. Um, you know, but uh, I mean, if, if you go other places in the country, you may not be appreciated mm -hmm. as much. I can tell you one thing, and I always I always think back to this because it always just floored me, man, was uh, when we would come back from deployment, uh, you know, a lot of times we would fly back through like land in Dallas or somewhere like mm -hmm. that. Uh, and it would be like two o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. and we would get off that plane and there would be people, I mean, hundreds lined of up. people lined up. That's great thanking us, giving so, us drinks. I mean, it was just, it was overwhelming, yeah. you know, and, uh, but there's, man, there's still people who appreciate it. And, and I think, I think the majority of soldiers feel appreciated. Yeah. I mean, my, my roommate in college was a, I mean, we talked on our, you know, offline, my roommate in college became a green beret and, and I know what he's done to sacrifice for this country. And he has six children. Mm -hmm. So basically he would go to Afghanistan. He'd come back, his wife would be pregnant and he'd be back in Afghanistan and, and he did this over, over many iterations for many years. And I know what he sacrificed. So it's just, um, it's, it's, it's the ultimate respect. Um, just what he had to go through to get into special forces. It's, it's the ultimate respect. And obviously he's not going to tell me a whole lot of those things, but you know, you see it. And then just the military wives, you see the military wives are taking business when their husbands are, are overseas. It's, it's just, I don't know how anyone can't get behind um, our, our military and, and troops and, and support, regardless of what your political beliefs are or who's in the White House, whether you like them or not. Um, I'll shift the conversation, uh, Bob. What are some of the genres of music that you want to get into? I know that historically you guys do a lot of country and stuff, but but you've talked to me about wanting to get in to some other genres of music and, and curious of your thoughts there. Right. Well, this is the, the DNA of Operation Song is Nashville, and Nashville is right. a country music town among other things there are a lot of other genres here um and also we're story based right in these songs when you sit and talk to somebody we're trying to get them to tell their story and then the songwriter is going to help them make it rhyme and put the you know put the pieces in the right order uh, but genre is really important and a lot of the younger guys i mean 
we, we can cover a lot of ground in Operation Song, uh, right. but when you get to like hardcore rap, uh, hip hop, it's got to be hardcore. Well, okay, but rap, rap, and hip hop, right. not so much. We have a okay. couple. Of, we have a couple of veterans that are actually pretty gospel. Good. Do you do any gospel? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Because right. this is a gospel town. Also, you got yes, the stellar we, awards here. We have some. Uh, every year. If uh, I don't know if anyone's familiar with Cindy Morgan, she's actually won uh, thirteen Dove Awards, and she works with us a lot. So we've got that covered. Uh, also, you know, um, hard hard rock. If a veteran comes up, says, "Man, I, I want to like play. thrash metal," because I'm a big thrash metal. Man, okay, like or Pantera, just, right? Stuff yeah, Pantera, like that. Five a Vengeance De- Sevenfold. I love that type of stuff. Right. That's, that's yeah, I know. We we hear that. Stuff. We hear those, and you know, people. A, a lot of times, I've I've heard that's what the, you know, the troops over there. We used to get themselves hyped up when they okay. go out on patrol. They crank it up, and that's they get their adrenaline running, and uh, so we can cover a little bit of that. But we we could use some more writers that actually live right. in that world, and we we have done some of it. We we need to go deeper on those genres. All right, but. That's a so so um, we we on this show I have a lot of ties to the hip hop community so we might we might try to get you linked up with some some hip hop people now Mike when you were when you were over there what type of music because you you start to mention it Bob what type of music do they play in 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 the camps I mean or is it diverse is it a little bit of rock is it a little bit of metal is it jazz is it hip hop what are what are they playing. It is, it is everything. Uh, I would figure because you have people from all over yeah. the country, different cultures, oh, yeah. different races, different ethnic, uh, uh, um, um, religious backgrounds. So yeah. I would think it would be a tapestry. And I and it is, and it hundred percent is. And I tell you, I you know I learned, you know I, I was introduced to a lot of great music that right. I never heard of. You know, uh, you know if it hadn't have been for those, you know. Uh, different people over there but uh, man it's everything you Interesting. know it, it's funny though there's always certain songs that people people will like gravitate towards okay. and it doesn't matter what genre you like mm-hmm. if it's a, and there was one song we were just at a retreat in texas a couple a uh, couple weeks ago uh, and uh, one of our writers david lee wrote a song called letters from home okay uh, and it's about a soldier getting letters from oh wow. during the war and it was oh. i remember i was in iraq uh you know uh, around the time that came out and that was just like everybody loved that song and mm. it was just really great but uh no, I, I, it's just so funny. Um, I think that music and, and I see, uh, Bob got his, Bob bought his guitar. So I'm going to want him to, I'm hoping that you would play a little bit of, of guitar for us. I, don't, I hope that's not just for show, but a lot of people don't know this about me. I love country music. Okay. Now you look at my office, I have a bunch of hip hop albums, but I had a boss once that used to play country music and it was early i was getting right out of college and one of my first jobs and he would play country music the entire day on the floor i worked in banking and and he would play nothing but country music and i used to hate his guts when he first started doing it he's partially doing it to annoy me but as you start to get into the songs and listening to the stories it became very very uh compelling and, and interesting so i think music unites us so much because Regardless of where you're from or, or what culture you're from, we all love to listen to stories about people overcoming, yeah. people that are going, that are falling in love, um, people that are that are overcoming adversity, and I think that resonates with with all of us. So yeah, I'm, uh, I think that country music does a fantastic job of telling those stories. What we're going to do is we're going to cut to another break. I'm going to ask these gentlemen some questions about sports because this is a uh, this is started off as a sports show. So I'm going to ask some questions about sports. We'll be back with more The Lance J Show after these messages. Live from the Paragon 7 studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. 
AEP annual enrollment programs are launching in just a few months, and this is the perfect time to shop for the best insurance options for you and your loved ones. Learn more about individual and group insurance benefits with Engagement Health. Their diverse portfolio includes accident expense, specified disease plans, life insurance, and PPO plans. Engagement Health's licensed benefit advisors are just a phone call away to bring you optimal service in selecting affordable and unique benefit packages that meet your health care needs. Call Engage in Health today at 832-219-5829. That's 832-219-5829. And tell them that Lance J sent you. As a special treat this evening, I have asked America's foremost young poet to read his latest poem for us. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, we came a long way. Power and crime, the thugs slinging powder and dimes. Twenties of D, the Joe is wildin' in mine. My niggas bust nines, puff fly and stick up cowards. For they shine, you resist, then you push up flowers. I'm like Luca Brasi, Vito's best hitman. That's Godfather's backseat, next lit plans, revolver spit. I'm too tough to bargain with, and you don't want the guard to pull up. The cars are sick, arms and wrists are split up. Queensbridge King, plaques, awards, applause when I do my thing. Streets is black as midnight, the concrete. Back on the last day show, I'm here with the gentleman from Operation Song. Really a, a, a fantastic organization. Before we'll we'll flash if you're if you're watching on Roku, we're gonna put up all of the information so you can find them. Whether it's on on Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, any any of the platforms, I appreciate it. Um, Mike actually put out, pulled out his phone and, and did some tape for the means. I appreciate that. I appreciate the support. And uh, this organization is kind of epitomizes what I talk a lot about healthcare. And, and, you know, this my show started off as a sports show. And during COVID, we had nothing to talk about. So I converted it into more of a general news platform and then started calling up some of my healthcare executive buddies and really became more of a full service news. And, and, I, and I really like what we're doing with the show now, bringing in people from different walks of life. But I always, anytime I have someone in here, so it doesn't matter if it's a hip hop artist, a country music artist, which I love interviewing people here in Music City, country music artists. If it's uh, veterans, CEOs of health plans, I always got to get a couple of sports takes in. So I am curious, Mike, for those that are driving around listening on WVOL or, or listening on the radio that really don't understand anything about what a military camp looks like, are you guys playing flag football? Is there basketball courts out there? Are people playing soccer? What, just like you said, the music is diverse. Are the sports yeah. diverse as well, or is there limited um, options for sports? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's very limited for sure. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, I mean, for one, if, you know, we always had a basketball goal. All right. Uh, there was always that. Uh Man, we somebody always made cornhole boards. All right, know? cornhole. We did that. I mean, that was probably what we did. Really, most okay. of the time, uh, we had a in my hangar. We had a badminton net. People would send us stuff. I mean, uh, you know, they'd send us, mm. uh, you know, badminton. They sent us, somebody sent us some golf clubs. 
and we made like a little driving range. You know? right. um, but, uh, you know, any, anything that would kind of just take our minds off of right. it just gives us a little bit of fun. You know? Now, do you do they do you watch and listen to, to sports when you're deployed or are you watching basketball games, football games, soccer games? Is, is there are there options to watch um, those things on television it's, or listen to them on radio? You know, I'm not so sure what it's like now, to be honest with you. When right. I when I was there. Uh, you know, AFN was our only option on oh, okay. Forces Network. Okay. And if, you know, people, we would try to, I mean, you know, we'd plan missions around the Super Bowl, you know what I'm okay. saying? So right. if, it, if it was Super Bowl, it was going to be on. I mean, you had to wait up till like two in the morning to watch it. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. But uh, generally, you know, we didn't watch a whole lot of sports just because right. of the, the time difference. Obviously, makes 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 sense. Now, who do you gentlemen, are, are you gentlemen into sports here locally? I mean, we're right behind you. I can see the the Nashville Sound Stadium, and then also behind you, I can see Nissan Field. Are are you gentlemen into local sports here? Who who are the teams that that you support? Um, I'm a big college football guy. If you if you notice, I I I have. Um, there's nothing that I appreciate more. I want to make sure that this is on camera. There's nothing that I appreciate more than, than these guys here from from the Ohio State University. <laughs> like that's. That's my life. That's that's my creed. That's that's who I am. Uh, but but who do you guys? I know that this is Tennessee Volunteers country. Are you guys Titans fans? Are you Atlanta Braves fans? Or do you watch NBA? Like who who do you who do you follow? I follow the Titans, and right. uh, I mean I love it when they're winning. I sit home on they're Sundays. Great. They're really good teams. Uh, they are. But then a couple yeah. years back when they weren't doing so well, it was good because a, a lot a lot of Sunday mornings I get the phone call. Hey Bob, got a couple of tickets. Oh, all right. <laughs> so all right. I, if the Titans are doing lousy, it's good because I get free right. tickets to go see the game. If they're doing good, I sit home and root. See, before I moved here, I lived in Phoenix, and it's an indoor stadium. I don't like going to outdoor stadiums for games. I'm too uh, soft for that. Um, <laughs> indoors, where it, it's air conditioned in Phoenix, and I'm a Colts fan, so I grew up going to Colts games. Oh, and it's and it's indoors. Um, and in the, I was in the Peyton Manning RCA Dome yeah. era, and it's indoors, even though it's eleven degrees outside it's 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 72 degrees in indoors so i can't do the outdoors yeah what do you think about um so what do you think about julio jones and and him coming to the titans i know as little i know very little about it but i think oh, okay. it, it's gonna be a great thing okay um who are some of your, who are some of your teams mike well, I mean, you just said one of them. I, I grew up in Indianapolis. Oh, okay. So, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, so, uh, so the, the Colts, Colts uh, especially yeah. in the Peyton Manning days, man, they, they man, were it was my a, go that was team. A, that was an amazing era. Yeah. Now, do you feel – Do you feel? I always – I feel that they left a couple of championships on the table. Like, I really – 100%. Looking, looking back retrospectively at it, would you get Peyton Manning, you should win three – titles yeah getting one title i mean joe flacco has a title there are a lot of there are a lot of guys that have one title that aren't that aren't great but pay manning was so good that i would i would look and you know as you get older you get responsibilities with family and stuff you're not as into sports as you are when you're sure. you know really really young but i would look at the schedule and you know that the Colts are gonna score 35 every game and I look at the schedule, I say, that's a win, that's a win. There may be yeah. two or three games. I say, well, maybe they could lose. But every year you come in, you you come in saying, I'm gonna go 13 and 3. Yeah. I'm gonna go 14 and 2, unless they're resting, unless they're resting players at the end. I remember Bill Polian rested, they were 14 and 0, and he rested players, and they ended up losing the Super Bowl to the Saints that year, but they were 14 and 0, and he rested players against the Jets. And they were up against the Jets. He took uh, Peyton Manning out and took out all of their starters, Dallas Clark, all of those guys. 
and he took all of those guys out and and they lost and i don't i don't think the franchise ever recovered from that like it was a it was really really bad for for the culture but yeah i didn't know i didn't know that you were from uh indianapolis yeah i'm gonna make a comment now i'm not trying to stir up any controversy but um i always wonder it's rhetorical i always wonder what people that are in the military actually think about the kneeling and Kaepernick and stuff like that. And I'm not trying to bait you into any military response. My, my thought was always that I feel that military people defend the rights for public speech, even if it's disagreeable. And I'm not a fan of the kneeling, any of those things either. I'm actually a person that I grew up in a family that had military ties. And the biggest honor that I had was going out and raising the flag in the morning. So I remember that. But but I just it's just it's just very interesting how that's polarized and kind of divided the country. My view of it is that I don't have to agree with someone's politics, but I've always looked at military people as defenders of liberty. Rather, they agree with the with the concepts or not. You don't you don't have to answer that. I'm not looking to get you into that conversation, but it just goes by. It's such a it's such a topic. I know there are a lot of people that are in military that don't like what's going on. They're not really consuming sports as much as as they used to um be because of some of the political things but yeah, but either true. way i'm just grateful for the work that people like yourself have done so we have those opportunities to 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 play sports um what do you think about the soccer team here in nashville because soccer is becoming really popular here in the united states it wasn't historically popular but mls has started to get get kind of a big deal i actually have one of the of the co-owners of uh the Nashville soccer team coming in here next week okay. to, That's to, great. to chat with me, Marcus Whitney. Um, one of our, uh, this is a little interesting side note, one of our uh, songwriters, George Terrence, an old buddy of mine, he's written hit songs for Tim McGraw, right. Brad Paisley, Trey Sackins, um, Billy Ray Cyrus, a mm. lot of people. Uh, his son was always a great soccer player, mm. but uh, he ended up being a great coach. And uh, he ended up uh, coaching at uh, DC United. Oh, okay. The kids team. All right. One day he's uh, pushing his kid down the street in uh, Baltimore and a big black SUV pulls up next to him and says, are you Gus Terran? And he goes, well, yeah. And they said, uh, said uh, we might have an assignment for you if you're interested. And uh, he said, well, I, I might be. He ended up coaching Baron Trump at the White House. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> wow, that's so, an honor. Uh, he just, um, he's, he's just got transferred to, oh, where'd he go? I believe he went to, is there a team in Ohio? Uh, yeah, yeah, the list? Columbus crew. I believe uh, he just Columbus went to Columbus, Columbus but yep. he's hoping to get back to Nashville and okay. coach. All right. Wow, that's uh that's a that's a fantastic story. Now now moving along, what I asked you gentlemen before we started, what are what are some of the things because I wanna one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show, I hope you've enjoyed your time. Yeah. One of um my goals is to raise awareness. What can we do, people that are civilians here in the city? in Nashville that, that are listening on WVOL, what can we do to help raise awareness, to help veterans, to donate, to, to contribute? What can, what can we do to, to support not just Operation Song, but, but veterans in general um, in, in this geographic area? Well, there, there are a whole bunch of worthy causes. And I mean, I'm, obviously my heart is uh, you know, in Operation Song just because it's local. The one thing right. you, you mentioned earlier when we talked, this is something that's got Nashville DNA. Right. Started here, Nashville Songwriters, Middle Tennessee Veterans. And we, we did talk a little bit. We have expanded to several places around the country. But no, number one, if you see if you see somebody in uniform, thank them, do what you do. You know, buy them a drink, buy them a cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. And um, 
there's a lot of organizations, they're all worthy, but if you go to Operation Song and just listen to some of the songs and hear some of the stories and backing up a little bit, you're talking about, uh, you know, the awareness and the appreciation. A lot of it, it's not that people don't appreciate the military, they just don't know anything don't about know, it. Yeah. Because since we've been all volunteer, we have 1% of the population bearing 100% oh. of the burden of military service. And so people just don't know what service right. uh, entails on the part of the, of the service member or their family. So hopefully through these songs, they will get some idea of, of you know what these stories are, these different places, these different conflicts over the last 50 years. Mm. And uh, just try, try to step out of, of your own skin and understand what it, that there are people serving right now and that have served and what, what they've sacrificed, what they've given, and, yeah. and show your appreciation any way you can. No, it's just, uh, I, I just, you know, I'm not being um, trite here. I mean, I have so so much appreciation for our veterans and, and the sacrifices that they've made. Tell us a few stories, and I'm not trying to get any names specifically, but tell us how you've impacted some veterans' lives that, that um, you said, Mike, that it that literally saved you, that it, that it saved your life. I mean, tell us how how this has impacted people in coming back from, rather they're coming back directly from combat or they had combat many years ago. How, how give us some case studies and some examples of how this has really helped individuals. I mean, I, I mean, I could, I could tell you, you know, my story. Um, sure. Absolutely. You know, when I, when I got back from Afghanistan, I, you know, I, you know, that whole struggle I was having with getting diagnosed, uh, right. you know, I was a first sergeant. and I had a lot of responsibility and that, you know, I, I put so much into the army that was my mm. identity and, you know, I felt like it was being all stripped away, and it was right. really tough, man. It was, it was a hard thing to deal with. Did you go to the army directly out of school, or no? Or? I was uh, I, I joined at twenty one. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, so when you know when I'm on my way out the door, I was you know I was really bitter and angry at the mm. army, and um, but uh, I found this guitar that was actually I went home for Christmas as it was in my mom's closet, and it had been there ever since I was a kid, man. Nobody ever touched this guitar, and now now I say it was always it was there, always waiting for me. Mm -hmm. that, you know, one day I was going to pick it up. And, and that's what I did. I decided, man, I'm going to pick this thing up and I'm going to learn how to play it. And I did. Uh, and uh, I realized, man, there's something to music mm -hmm. that has the ability to, to just, you know, not necessarily heal you, but give you some comfort and mm -hmm. some peace. And, and so, you know, one thing led to another. And, uh, uh, you know, I got, to, I got to meet Bob and uh, learn about Operation Song. Uh, and it was about the same time I had just returned when I went to my, the first retreat that Bob invited me to. Uh, I had just returned from my son's uh, basic training graduation. All right. Also, your sons are also in the service. My son is ser serving as well. Thank him for his service as well. If Appreciate he's listening. it. And uh, but he, uh, you know, the, the the other story behind that is he and I fought before he went in. I didn't want him All to right. join the army. All I right. didn't want him to to do what I had to do or see things I had to see. And and uh, but that's what he always wanted to do: is be a mm -hmm. soldier. And uh, so he joined, and, and we fought the day that he left. Uh, and it was about it was about six weeks into basic training. He, he sends me a letter, and he's apologizing in the letter. And and uh, I was on terminal leave at the time mm -hmm. for retirement, and I wasn't going to wear my uniform again. I'd mm -hmm. already decided that. And uh, he, in the letter, he says, "Dad," he said, "I want you to wear a uniform one more time mm -hmm. and present me my infantry corps to basic wow. training." Um, and so that was just for me. That became like my retirement ceremony, right. standing there with my boy very last time I wore it, you know. And uh, so I, I was fortunate enough to, to get invited to a retreat the following weekend, and, uh, and I sat down with two great guys, Mark Beeson and Travis Meadows, and I told them that story, and 
you know, Travis the whole time is, is he's over just sitting there writing, you know, and I'm thinking, man, this dude ain't even listening to me, you know, it's kind of right. rude, you know, I didn't right. know what was going on. And, uh, you know, I finished talking and next thing I know, he picks up a guitar and he just starts playing this song, man. Mm. And it was, it just blew me away. I couldn't believe so it. So he had encapsulated what you were having in the discussion. Yeah. And you're just having a discussion. You don't realize that yep. this entire time he's encapsulating that and, and putting it Absolutely. into to music. And, he, and wow. every lyric in there is something I said, man. Wow. It's, you know, it's just amazing that he was able to wow. do that. You know, wow, that's a that's a that's a fantastic example. And 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 thank you for sharing. I mean, that that story just with your son that you. that's that's got to mean a lot. And um, you know, just that whole story about you not wanting him to go into the military and not having to 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 recreate some of the experiences that you've had. But you, 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 it's it's your son. It's it's your blood. It's it's yeah. it's it's someone that I assume adores you and and, and wants to be just like you. Know, you know, think of me as a young person uh, adoring, just worshiping the ground that my father walked on. You know, wanting to be a minister, like like my father. So that 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 just means so much and hits home. What we're going to do is we're going to have we have one more segment. We're cut to one more break. Are you guys going to sing? Are you guys going to break out the guitar and sing? Are you? Are you? Yeah, sure. To, why, why not? To, to do that. You, so you want me to sing my song that we wrote? I I would whatever you have. I would I would okay. love to have you guys sing live on air and uh, and support that. So we're gonna we're gonna cut to a break and and Mike and Bob they're actually going to sing when we get back from the break. I don't think we've ever had anyone sing. We had people rap on this show. We had people okay. freestyle rap. All right. On the show, I've had I've had uh, artists um, that are country music artists and rock artists on the show, but they've never actually sang on the show. So I'm 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 really excited about that and looking forward to that. We'll take one more break. We'll be back with more of the Lance Day show after these messages. Paragon. Seven, Seven. Studios. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. Classic sneakers I had. Patrick Ewins. Oh, the Ewins was hot. The, 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 the blue, orange, and white. Those got those. Yeah, yeah, got a yeah, fresh yeah. pair. You gotta bring those into the studio. What? You gotta, you gotta bring And those I got the, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Adidas. I didn't even know that he had a shit. What? And I got the Stan Smith. I'm telling you, these I don't even know what a Stan Smith is. Stan Smith was the Stan Smith, the green and whites, the official color. I got the official Pumas, the red suede, the blue suede. Official Pumas, classic. So we're classic. Hold down. up, hold up. The first Air Force Ones, the Dunks, the Flights. Uh, what else was was crazies? Uh, uh the Hibachis. James Lewis. You talking about the Harachis or Hiba- the Hibachis? I call them Hibachis, Harachis, okay. whatever. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. You hear her blazing through your speakers. It's Ariana, the personality on Streets 99.3. You put that uniform on. That Titan uniform. You better come to work. We will be perfect in every aspect of the game. You drop a pass, you run a mile. You miss a blocking assignment, you run a mile. You fumble the football, and I will break my foot off in your John Brown hind parts. And then you will run a mile. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. You don't know me. Probably never will. But I need you to do something for me. Something that could literally change everything. You'll never get a thank you card. And yet, I need you to do it. And if that weren't enough, I need you to do it as soon as you are able to. If you do this for me, I'll do it for you. And for every single person you love. Deal? 
This is our shot to leave COVID behind. In the sports talk radio justice world, mediocre quarterback play and porous tackling are considered especially heinous. On the Lance J Show, the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad at Paragon 7 Studios. These are the stories. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set up and let these gentlemen sing. Do what they well, do. Well, thanks for letting us do this. I oh man, I'm it. honored. Yeah. I'm honored. Um, so this song, this song is called "Over the Wire," right. and uh, the the premise behind it is, uh, you know, there's this old tradition in the military: you tie your boot when you get get out and you retire, you tie your bootlaces together and you go in front of your command post and throw them up over the wire, and that signifies that hey, I'm done. I'm okay, out, you know. And uh, so since I, I thought was, that see, I thought see in the in the in the hood community, throwing <laughs> laces over the wire actually means that you can buy drugs here. So <laughs> okay. things are so different in different communities. Yeah. Like you go into certain communities, you see like shoelaces on wires. It's like oh, this is where I can cop, uh, you know, two five know. or something like good that. So, <laughs> um, but uh, so since I was retiring, and you know, my son was joining at the same time, it was mm-hmm. you know signifying I'm getting out, but he's also going to have to deploy and go to harm's way and. Uh, and just to kind of put that into perspective, uh, about a year and a half ago, maybe two, I think maybe two years ago now, but he returned from the exact same place I was in Iraq okay. in 2005 All right. uh, when he was 10 years old. Mm. Um, so it really, you know, for me, that really kind of hit home. Full circle, yeah. Yeah, full circle, absolutely. So, uh, so yeah, you know, I got to sit down with Travis and Mark, and, and you know, and Travis just starts, he just starts talking, and I'm just, it was amazing. So. Mm. Uh, I'll try to do this justice here, but this is called Over the Wire. Last time I wore that uniform, I was standing with my son. What scared me the most is he'd see and do all I'd seen and done. I couldn't say a word as we stood there on sacred ground. He looked at me and said, Dad, don't worry. It's my turn now. Mm. This name I'm passing down. This flame, it won't go out. One pair of boots will face the fire. The other pair is going over the wire. The hardest lesson I've ever had to learn was all about letting go. And I don't care how strong you think you are, there's things you can't control. And I can't live his life for him, but it helped me understand. Hey, I looked into his eyes and saw my boy become a man. This name I'm passing down. This flame, it won't go out. One pair of boots will face the fire. The other pair is going over the wire. Yeah, my old pair is 
going over the wire That was that was absolutely beautiful. That that Thank you. that that was beautiful. Um I'm having a little bit of an emotional moment here. I'm mm-hmm. going to be completely honest with you. That's, well, just, that's, that's beautiful. I will tell you then, uh, when I got out of that retreat, uh, man, I sat in my truck, and I, and I was definitely emotional, and I sent mm-hmm. that song to my son. He was mm-hmm. down at Fort Hood at the time. And, uh, you know, he calls me back, and he's, and he's like, thanks a lot, Dad. And he said it really sarcastically. And I'm like, I'm like What's it? you don't like it? He goes, no, right. I loved it. He goes, but you just made me cry in front right, of all my right, soldiers. Right, you know, so. No, that's... That's so beautiful, and and just shows. Now, is your son still serving? Is he he still is. Yeah, he's okay. actually. Uh, he just. He was at Fort Campbell Station right, there for so four years, far. and uh, but he just uh, about a month ago uh, moved down to Eglin Air Force Base. He's a Ranger instructor at okay. the Water Phase of wow. Ranger School. So, um, wow, that's just. Uh, thank you to to you and him for for service, and and I, I I guess Bob that this is exactly what you envision. I think for those listening or watching on Roku. I would absolutely love, you know, I think Jason Rose was, was asked me, said, Hey, do you know, could you get people that are in hip hop to be a part of this or in gospel or, you know, R and B stuff like that? Cause you're looking to diversify. It is a perfect example of, of an individual that's, that served Mike who, who served and really putting all of that emotion and what you've gone through. And it means so much because it's passed down to your son as well. Absolutely. So, I mean, um, and I'm sure I know from watching my, my roommate that he has three boys and raising, raising your, your children while deploying back and forth, there, there's some challenges there. So I think nothing's more important to him than, than his children and, and watching his, his young men become men and young daughters become young women. So uh, passing that down and, and really it shows fatherhood, you know, it shows the love of the father, but also the love of the country and, and sacrifice. So that, that means a whole lot uh, to me as, as we wrap up, where can we find operation song? Where, where are the social media, the, the, the website, do you guys, do you guys do concerts? I mean, where, where can people connect with, with your organization? Well, the, the best way to connect is just, if you just type in Operation Song, right. uh, a bunch of things should come up. If you go to our website, uh, that's a, a great resource that'll send you to any number of places. We have an Operation Song app. We do. Oh, great. Yes, great, great. please. And I'll tell you the app. like Apple, Android. I mean, we're Both. Just, yep, Apple, okay. Android. So you just search Operation Song. Uh, and i tell you the great thing about this is we put a new song on every Monday. We call it oh. New Music Monday. Uh, so we've got songs. We've got videos. Uh, we've got a calendar of events. Uh, people mm. can also donate on the web or on the app. Uh, I was going to so. ask about that. So you do, so you do donations. You do Absolutely. take do- donations yeah. yes. and stuff like that. Um, and, um, what's the big picture for you gentlemen? Are you looking to, to make this a national brand or, or what, what, what's the big picture? Well, we're, we're expanding as we speak. Right. Uh, we've got, we have an ongoing program down in Atlanta at, the, right. at the Shepherd Center. Nice. Uh, uh, there's a share military initiative down there. We just uh, did our first retreat uh, with Warriors Heart out in Texas. Beautiful. Really, any, anywhere, the, the one thing that we want to make sure with Operation Song is to get great songs like that, you got to have great, great songwriters. So you have to have a, a, a region with a critical... Now, who wrote that song? What is the name of the person who wrote that song? So, so that was that was myself, Travis Meadows, and Mark Beeson. Travis Meadows, okay. 
Yeah. Right. Um, and yeah, both of them have written many big hit songs. So we, we try not to think we're elitist about who writes right. songs for us, but you have to be very empathetic. The first two Absolutely. hours sometimes of a session are just listening. But then when you kind of turn your hat the other way and say, no, I'm a songwriter, you got to take everything that veteran has said, even right. if they don't understand what the story was themselves, the songwriter can make it a, make it a story and you got to make it a great one in a short amount of time. Um, well, I could just, you know, I'm, I really still have goosebumps. Um, I've had a lot of people come on this show and, and I've had a lot of artists and, and people come on this show. This is definitely one of the more compelling stories. I've been doing this show for six years now on, you know, whether it's on ESPN or NPC. Um, and I just, I appreciate you gentlemen coming in and, and just sharing your experience with me. And I know that those listening, uh, it will really resonate with, with my audience. Um, and, you know, we have, we have, um, you know, this will also be televised on Roku. So I think that it's just been a great experience. I hope that you gentlemen come back and, and make it a periodic where you come back and give updates. But my platform is always open to you. I have nothing but the utmost respect for, for those that have served. Um, and Bob, even though you didn't serve, you've provided a platform for those that have served to heal or, or to cope or, or just to share their, their story so somebody can understand it and, and really um, feel the plight what, what, what these individuals go through. And, and, it, and to me, that means a lot. It's been a great honor for me to do it. And also for all the songwriters, we've probably, probably had 100 different songwriters that have done this. And every mm. one of them to a man and a woman comes back and says, that was one of the best days ever for mm. me as a songwriter yeah. because they got to use their skill set yeah. for something greater than trying to get a song on the radio, which is yeah. pretty great. It's absolutely, it <laughs> it's absolutely phenomenal. And I just want to thank you gentlemen so much and, and look forward to collaborating with you and, and talking to you again. Absolutely. Operationsong.org. Operationsong.org. Thanks so much, gentlemen. Thanks. Blessings. Thank you. listening to the Lance J Radio Network. AEP annual enrollment programs are launching in just a few months, and this is the perfect time to shop for the best insurance options for you and your loved ones. Learn more about individual and group insurance benefits with Engage It Health. Their diverse portfolio includes accident expense, specified disease plans, life insurance, and PPO plans. Engage It Health's licensed benefit advisors are just a phone call away to bring you optimal service in selecting affordable and unique benefit packages that meet your health care needs. Call Engage in Health today at 832-219-5829. That's 832-219-5829 and tell them that Lance J sent you.